0: Hey friends, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis, and on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We've got a great episode for you today talking about hobbies in marriage, which can be a really, really great thing, a way to help you beat your best, but they can also, when they get out of balance, be something that can cause friction and division in the marriage. And so we're gonna have a conversation about it. But first, my brilliant and beautiful bride is gonna read a recent review, and we wanna thank you guys for leaving reviews. Wherever you leave them on on iTunes, on YouTube, wherever you're listening to this, when you leave reviews, it helps others discover this podcast. And it really, really encourages us as well. So, Sweetie, why don't you read one for us?
1: Yes, thank you to all of you who are leaving reviews. So today's, it says, it's entitled Major Marriage Blessing from Lexu. And it says, I've been listening to this podcast for a while now, and I've not only listened to them all, but I'm also re-listening. This podcast has helped build a healthy foundation for me and my fiance and provides biblical truths about marriage. Thank you guys for this resource. I love looking forward to a new episode every week. Well, congratulations on your engagement and your upcoming wedding. Lexu, thank you so much for, for leaving that review. And I love hearing from engaged couples who oh, are listening yeah, to this. Yeah. I think you're ahead of the game. I wish we, we had podcasts to listen to I know to We were back 20 in the, years ago. the olden
0: days. You know. know, we just had like clay tablets we had to read back then. <laughs> I know. But no, I think it's a great way to get started. And we're honored to be part of your journey as you kind of create a foundation for your life together.
1: That's right. But before we get into today's topic, which I'm so excited about, we want to tell you more about this new resource.
0: You know, I'm excited about this topic for a lot of reasons. Number one, it, it's kind of falling, if you're listening to it live, right sort of at the start of summertime. And I know that with COVID-19 and social distancing, seasons all kind of run together in different ways anyway. But summer is always a time of of a little bit more free time. and And hopefully a time when we can get out and we can do some new things and we can connect in new ways. And hobbies can be an important part of that. And we get a lot of questions here about, hobbies and how a hobby can be a good thing to bring you and your spouse closer together or a good thing as an individual to go out and recharge so you can come back and be a better spouse. But how also on the flip side of that, hobbies can potentially, when they get out of balance, like all things when they get out of balance, be a negative when a hobby is taking you away consistently from your spouse and your family, and it becomes this escape that you go to perhaps too much. And when that happens, it can create friction. So we're going to just have a conversation about hobbies the the good parts, some of the maybe the potential dangerous parts, how to look for a good one, the, some some of the ways it can, it can help you recharge you and bring you together as a couple. Uh, so. I'm excited to to dive in. and maybe maybe, as part of the conversation, we'll get a new hobby out of this. we'll get We'll get a new idea,
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. Hobbies are a good thing. And I think especially, you know, we've talked a lot in previous podcasts about, about embracing your spouse's hobby. And if you can, you know, just kind of going out of your comfort zone and kind of entering into their hobby with them and how you can share that hobby together. But there are, are also times when it's totally fine to have your own personal hobbies and there's nothing wrong with needing a little time to yourself. You know, some hobbies... Uh, are, are by yourself, you know, like scrapbooking or things like that. Other hobbies are with friends and you're, you know, you have kind of a group of friends that also embraces the same hobby that you have. And whether it's a sport or... Any kind of activity that you just enjoy, or maybe you have this similar interest. And, you know, I, know, I even know a lot of churches are doing small groups around hobbies, like hobby driven small groups, which are really cool. So not only are you embracing, you know, a hobby with another group of people who like that same hobby, but you're also growing in the Lord at the same time. And so it, it is a good thing. I think where it gets us in trouble in marriage is if we end up giving too much of our time, attention and efforts towards that hobby and we lose sight of the priority that our marriage needs to take in our life.
0: Yeah, and, and that's that's really, the, you said it so brilliantly, my love. <laughs> I think that is is kind of where we need to take a step back because a good thing done out of balance can become a bad thing right. in any part of our life. You know, food is a very good thing. And if, if we it gets <laughs> out of balance.
1: Okay. Yeah, and
0: it's one of mine for sure. But you know, <laughs> if you're just, you know, eating all day, obviously, that's gonna have some some real side effects for a lot of different reasons. And a hobby can be like that. You know, if you you might you might be a guy that enjoys fishing and that's great. Hey, that that was one of Jesus' hobbies. That's a good one, right? So you get outside, you get into nature, it's a great way to to just recharge your your soul and to unplug from phones and all that stuff. Yeah. And that can be that can be a good thing, but I think at the same time when you're you're escaping every chance you can to go sit in a deer stand or to go out on the on the lake and go fishing or to be outside at the expense of your family, where right. you're giving your family your leftovers and you're just living for that next time that you can get away from them, um, that's, that's gonna cause some, some real hurt in them because yeah. they're gonna think, man, you care about you know a, a fish or a deer more than you care about you know, me, your spouse. So we need to make sure that we're giving our spouse the best of ourselves and that the hobby is something that we enjoy that can recharge us, but that we together as a couple are determining what's a healthy balance here look like. You know, what's the right amount to help you be at your best and to help you get what you you need, but at the same time to make sure that we're always reserving the best of ourselves for each other and for our family and we're sharing experiences together as much as we can. And with that being said, like Ashley said at the beginning, there are gonna be sometimes your spouse has a hobby or an interest that you have absolutely no interest in. And here, this is so important do not belittle them for liking something that you don't like, right? or do not undermine something that's important to them. Like, I just don't know why anybody would be into sports, or I don't know why anybody would be into that. Because what you're saying to them really is, you're wrong. You're different than me in this, and so you must be wrong. And that that feels like a personal attack. You're saying that there's something wrong with me the way that I'm wired, the things that I like doing. And so, find ways to celebrate what your spouse likes even if you don't get it, you know, even if you don't personally enjoy doing it. Say, "I'm glad that you're into that. I think it's I think it's great, yeah. but let's just keep it in balance."
1: Yeah, there's definitely been many hobbies over the year that I'm sure Dave is like, I totally don't get it, but I support you in it. And like one that was so good for me, it was when we first moved away from kind of our hometown in Kentucky. We went, we moved to Georgia and we'd never moved away, or at least I had never really moved away uh, from my home state. And, you know, it's hard to make friends. And I remember I had actually the pastor's daughter, Sarah, if you're listening, I'm talking about you, she said, Hey, Ashley, I heard that you took dance for so many years. And she said, we just so happened to have this dance team at church. And for those of you listening, maybe your church didn't have a dance team. Mine didn't growing up either. And so I was like, what is this? Like, what exactly does this entail? And so she said, just come to one of our meetings and it'd be a great way for you to meet people. And so I was thinking, I need to make friends. And I do love dancing. Like dancing is one of my passions. And I hadn't done it in a while. And I thought, hey, you know, what could it hurt to just check this out? And I went there and it it was amazing. And, and I came home from that first meeting and Dave says I was glowing because I was just so excited to, to be with people, like-minded people who love the Lord, but who also love dance. And we all danced together. And what we would do is we would sometimes perform, you know, at, at a church service here and there. Uh, there was even one time I we went to like a local festival and performed in downtown Augusta, Georgia, and it was just. I look back on those years of the dance team as just treasured years. And it was it was something for me personally that I needed because I didn't even realize how much I was missing that hobby. Like I was really missing yeah. dancing because it's something that I've enjoyed since I was two years old. And I'm so thankful that Dave supported me in that. You know, he could have really been like, you know, we have kids, like who are you to go take this time to go get with the dance team, you know, a couple times a week for like an hour. You know, he could have made me feel bad about it, but he always encouraged me to go. Cause sometimes I would make excuses. I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know. The kids, they seem to be a little fussy tonight. Maybe I shouldn't go. And he would always say, listen, this is good for you. This, this is, is yes. your way to kind of blow off some steam, to connect with other like-minded people and to form better friendships. And even it's, it's a form of worship. The way that we were dancing, it was a form of worship. And, you know, it was just such an awesome time. And so I'm so thankful that Dave did that for me. And in the same way, you know, I I try to support him and his hobbies. And, And this is something that we've learned through the years, you know, definitely. But it is something when it comes to hobbies, you have to check with your spouse and make sure that the time commitment is okay. And it really is all about balance. And if the balance is ever tipping more, you know, towards your hobbies, like you're spending way more time investing in those hobbies, whether you're there with the people or not, but like it's consuming your thoughts, your time, your energy, your money, that's going to be a problem. But if you're, you know, still prioritizing your marriage and your spouse is totally okay with the commitment that you, that you give this hobby, then I think it's a good thing.
0: Yes, because hobbies can help you feel refreshed and recharged. And the, the real key here is you, you need to love your spouse enough to say, I want you to pursue anything and everything that's going to help you be at your best. Because that's love, you know, yeah. that's service. It's like, you know, I want to serve you by watching the kids, you know, right now. Right. Um, and, and I want to serve you by sacrificing, you know, this, this time that we could have together. Because I know that by you going and doing this and maybe investing in those friendships and investing in that hobby, you're going to come back better. You're going yeah. to come back, you know, a, a, a better person, and so it, sometimes it, it could be even, you know, once a year, one of you going on a, a girl's trip or a guy's trip, you mm-hmm. know, and and planning ahead for that. I know that requires sacrifice and extra planning and, and one person holding down the fort, but if you're going with the group of people that that, that are going to help you come back better then it's it's worth it. It's yeah. worth investing in those relationships. Now, when you're getting away and you're going off and you're doing kind of reckless things or oh, you know simple course. things and and you're gonna come back and, and be kind of a worse version of yourself, that that's where it's really, really dangerous and where there can be a lot of friction caused for it. Yeah. But if the two of you together will give each other that kind of freedom to say, listen, again, we wanna make sure that we're giving each other, our family, the best of ourselves, but to help you be at your best, I wanna support you in... Whatever that is, and Ashley's done that for me, you know, so many times. She, um, you know, she held down the fort for uh, for a trip several years ago, where I had the opportunity to to travel to Israel, which is something I'd always wanted to do. And we're we're planning to go together, yes. at some point. But she, the opportunity came, and she said, "You've always wanted to do this. Um, you go and and I'll let this be a gift for me to you that 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 I'll hold down the fort this time." So we had a young one, and she wasn't comfortable with both of us going yet. And I understand that. And so that was several years ago and a really rare, unique opportunity. But I'm so thankful for that experience. And I can't wait to go back and share that experience with her. Um, but uh, she, she wanted, to, wanted to give me that gift. And there have been times I've done the same thing for her where I've yeah. said, you know, go off and visit that friend, go off and, you know, go on that shopping trip with, with the girls. And se- let's celebrate the fact that, that, you know, we have friends that we're able to do that with. Let's just make sure this doesn't get um out of balance and so when we're supporting each other in that way it's it's so refreshing you know what there was a time i was training for a marathon and i was out having to to run with the running partner a lot my buddy buddy josh who whipped me into shape this this marine who's in way better shape than i am and i was just <laughs> trying to keep up with him and during that that season it took me away from home more than usual um but it was a goal that i had and it was something that i really wanted to work toward and ashley was so supportive during that season, and and it, it was there on the day of the race, you know, as well, and and that meant so much to me, um, you know, that's not an all the time kind of thing. In fact, I'll probably never do it again. It hurt really bad, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm just so thankful that she supported me in that, and I want to do the same things for her. And so, a lot of this does come come back to helping each other be at your best, but then also making sure that these things remain in balance.
1: Exactly. And I want to say this too. I have this passion also for decorating and designing. I've mentioned that on here before. I used to actually do it professionally and I love it. So when I, since I haven't been doing it professionally, one of the things that I do that kind of fills that tank, that little design tank that I do have and, uh, and lets me kind of enjoy that part of me and and my interests is going to these tour of homes. Okay. And so when I lived in Georgia, I did this, I had a group of friends that I'd go with, uh, Michelle, if you're listening, you know, that's you. And so we'd always go every year we go to the Augusta, you know, the tour of homes and it was awesome. And we'd enjoy that and we'd have lunch together and we'd tour all these beautiful homes. Well, here in Texas, I have some friends who also enjoy tour of homes. And I went this year with my friends, Stephanie and Angelia, and I had so much fun. Well, well, we actually considered the second year of us living here to involve our husbands. (laughs) We had this great idea. We were like, oh, maybe our husbands want to (laughs) go. And so we went to them and they were like, Mm. Mm, you know, maybe that's
0: more of a girl thing. Well, it's you not, girls I mean, have hey, fun, guys. I see no, guys I, on these
1: tours too. They might like it, but you know what? My point that I want to make here is: don't get offended right, if they are right. like, you know what? I'd rather stab myself in the face then, than spend five hours going and touring these random yeah, some homes. Things,
0: but at the same time, guys, <laughs> be willing to try some things. You know, because you you might you might. Discover something new and you might share a new experience with your spouse. And there have been a lot of times where the two of us have said, no, why don't you go and let that be a girl's thing or a guy's thing? But then there have been other times, whether it's Ashley coming to sporting events with me when she cared nothing about it, which I actually like. Ended up having a lot of fun. Yes. And 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 me doing, you know, some similar things with Ashley, where I'm like, I just don't know if this is gonna be my thing. But ended up having a lot of fun because we shared it together. And so so don't always just instantly say, no, no, that's not my thing. Try it out. Like, just enjoy the experience together. The more shared experiences you can have, um, you know, the, the better. I think that's great. And coming back yes. real quick to the balance thing, uh, a great example of of things kind of getting out of balance. You know, Jimmy Evans, founder of Marriage Today, marriage guru extraordinary. You know, we love Jimmy and Karen. He shares so much about his testimony early in his marriage, how golf nearly killed his marriage. Yeah. Like he was just obsessed with golf and. And he thought that Karen was being closed-minded when she would complain about him being gone all the time until he finally had that wake-up call and realizing like golf has become a mistress to me. Like right. I'm I'm pursuing this even more than I'm pursuing myself. I'm being unfaithful to my wife by how much I'm pursuing this. Right. And he had to lay down those golf clubs for a while, not because golf is a sin, but because getting out of balance, it had become uh, something that was sabotaging his marriage. And and so he went through a season where he barely played at all. And, and he- it talks about how much that decision really helped his marriage. And now, you know, in a different season, his kids are grown, he can he can play more and and they have a better balance. But uh, I, I just think that the way that he describes that is a good reminder for all of us that that we've got to be mindful of the balance.
1: Actually, want to share with you kind of some warning signs that your hobbies are hurting your marriage. And so, number one, you don't tell your spouse the whole truth about the amount of time you are spending while doing mm, your hobby. Yeah,
0: that's good. And,
1: and and I would even you know say that this is you know this. This can be, you know, money related too. Like you're you're kind of trying to be secretive about buying the new gear that you need for the hobby or yeah. whatever that is. All right, number two, it says, you'd rather be doing your hobby than spending time with your spouse. And we just talked about that a little bit, like where you're escaping. Like maybe your marriage is going through a hard time and you have, you're kind of running to this hobby as a form of escape. That's not going to help your marriage. That's avoidance. We talk a lot about how avoidance doesn't solve anything. And so it's, that's ultimately going to hurt your marriage. Number three, your hobby friends don't know your spouse mm. and or maybe even don't even know you're married. Like maybe you never talk about your spouse. Maybe you take your wedding ring off. You act like your your marriage doesn't even exist. That is a red flag. Like that is a red flag. We actually have a whole podcast on whether or not you're acting married in public, you know, how how you're married, right. but you kind of act like you're not married, how that's a huge problem. So if you're wondering more about this, you can go back and listen to that podcast. Number four, you spend more time engaging in your hobby Than you do engaging with your spouse and family, and again this is that balance part where you know here you are engaging with all of these hobby friends and having a blast and planning. You know there's a lot of planning that goes into a lot of these hobbies, like these golf golf trips, fishing trips, you know whatever it is. I mean there's a lot of planning that goes into that, and if you're putting all your time and effort into this plan, and then you're getting there and spending all those hours there. And then you come home to your family and you're just kind of avoiding everybody and being really rude to everybody. That's very unhealthy and that balance is way off. And so that's a huge red flag. Number five, it says you share more of your thoughts and feelings with your hobby friends than you do with your spouse. And we talk a lot about yeah, this, how yeah. you know our spouse is supposed to be our best friend. And it, this doesn't mean we can't have other close friends that are same gender and that we can't you know talk to them openly about things. But if you... If you you know are having these heartfelt conversations with your hobby friends where you're just opening up and you're really letting them enter into your life and then you go home and you're barely telling your spouse anything and when they ask you about your day, you just kind of blow them off. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. And so we really need to make sure, again, that we are giving our best attention, our best time and our best energy to our spouse and not to our hobbies. Our spouse deserves that time and energy. You know, they are the, the partner that we we said that we would spend the rest of our life with, that we would forsake all others. And sometimes forsaking all others, the, it's not a person that you're forsaking. It's that that hobby. It's yeah. become kind of an idol in your life and it's not meant to be. And so we need to make sure our marriage takes first priority.
0: Man, that's good stuff. That list is so good. I think some some of you guys might benefit to just hit the little uh, rewind, skip back button on the podcast and listen to that list again and just, um and, and take an inventory. I think, all of us benefit in life and in marriage by taking uh, an inventory regularly of our life. What's working, what's not, yeah. what habits do we need to keep? What habits do we need to change? And really be honest with each other and, and asking each other like, hey, listen, let's. what parts of my life or our schedule um, would would it be benefit if we, if we changed? Yeah. Where do we need to spend more time? Where do we need to spend less time? What are the things that are helping us be at our best? What are the things that are potentially hindering us? What are the things that we're, paying too high a cost, potentially, to right. keep pursuing. And those are important conversations to have. And when you have them, don't get defensive. But you, at the same time, you have to both be really, really honest. In just a second, we're we we're about to, to do today's question. I love that we do a question and answer at the end of these. And thank you for those who send them in. You can submit questions to nakedmarriagepodcast.com uh, or also on uh, social media. We appreciate those of you who follow us on social media and write us there. The, the questions we get on social media, we try to actually respond to, to those. Not all the ones that get sent to the podcast get read on the air, but but most of the questions that get sent to us on Facebook or on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis, um, we, we do our best to, to respond to those. So you can search for us uh, just the word "marriage" on Facebook, and our marriage page will pop up, or Dave and Ashley Willis on Facebook, uh, or on Instagram. All right, yes. so today's question, my love, would you like to, to read? I love hearing you listening. to you read? It's so oh, you're so silly. It's so it's so soothing. <laughs> it's so soothing. And hey, if if if, uh, if you like Ashley's voice as much as I do, and maybe audiobooks or a, are a hobby of yours, you can get the Naked Marriage audiobook. Which is both of us, but her her especially, her voice is nicer than mine. And her new book, Peace Pirates, about having peace in the home, uh, which is an amazing book as well, because I could listen to you read all day. You're so silly. Well, it's true.
1: Well, I'm glad glad you like hearing my voice because you hear it an awful lot. All right, here is the question for today. It says, my husband is a very social person, and his time playing video games with his friends is very important to him. A lot of the time, I feel neglected like his second choice next to his time online. Because it is so important to him, he has a hard time understanding why there is a need for him to choose me over the games because we are married. What should I say to him to explain the way him playing games makes me feel without making him feel like I am attacking him or trying to make him choose? That's a really good question. Yeah, that's
0: that's a really... Really, really good one, and you know our our boys are way way into video way games, into, like and that's I'm,
1: how they connect with their friends primarily. Yeah, it really it, is. It
0: is. It's it's the way they interact. It's kind of like it's it's their outlet. It's the, it's the way that they they develop a lot of friendships. You know, when they're playing these live online interactive games, um, but at the same time, like I I do kind of worry about as they get older, that getting out of balance, especially yeah. when right now, like they're too young to to be dating and be thinking mm-hmm. about marriage. But um, they've got to know that, look, when, when you have a wife that comes into the picture, like this, this habit is going to have to change. And a lot of right. guys, video games are that thing. And for a lot of wives in particular, we get messages like this that say, this is way out of balance. And I just right. feel like, You know, if I'm real honest, I feel like this is lame, first of all, that he's playing (laughs) video games. And number two, I feel like it's just wrong that he's spending so much time in it. A great conversation that I'd encourage you to go back to listen to is um, Brent Evans, the president of, of XO Marriage Today, um, and then uh, our friend Tim Ross, who's a pastor and one of our speakers at XO. Just a great guy. Both of those guys, as um, Tim especially, enjoy playing video games, and for Tim, it's like his his it's biggest his big hobby. Outlet. Yeah, and he talks really honestly about how he and his wife have to navigate that, where he makes sure that it's done in a way that's honoring to her. And that was on the XO podcast. If you go back and listen to that conversation between Brent Evans and Tim Ross on the EXO podcast from I think about a year ago, um, it's really insightful. Coming from from two guys who want to put their marriage first, but who are and also love video games. yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that the insights they share in that um, are are really helpful and yeah. healthy,
1: right? And you know, just to say, I know a lot of us women. We can't, you know, sometimes we don't understand the lore of video games. Some of you girls listening are like, no, I totally get it. I play with my husband. I play with my kids and you love it. And that's awesome. I wish I could be more like you because I have a family that loves video games. (laughs) But, you know, I have I have seen because Dave and I've had this conversation I know it's not lame. It's just like any other hobby where people connect and there's strategy to it. And I think that, you know, it, it can be a fun way to connect with people, especially if you if they're in a different place. Like I know for our boys, a lot of their closest friends are in Georgia, but they're able to play video games with each other in real time and talk to each other. And they have all these little strategies and it's really fun for them. And so it is not lame at all. I mean, it's an awesome hobby. But I do think, again, it comes down to balance. And I want to say this about video games in particular, too, is video games are slippery, slippery because some of these games can be kind of kind of a negative influence you know in in the in the sense that they get almost like pornographic uh they can be you know a, a little too violent where it's kind of putting a lot of these these negative influences in our mind, So we had to be careful with that as well and kind of watch that. But when it comes to this question in particular, I feel like this wife, you know, loves her husband and she wants to support him in in his hobby that he enjoys. But I think she's afraid that she's going to come off as a nag, you know, is kind of what, essentially what I heard her kind of saying in that in that message. But I, I think that it's important to be so honest with each other and say, listen, I, I don't want to ever question, you know, the the place that I hold in your heart. I don't want to ever question yeah, the priority that I am in your life. And for whatever reason, right now, the way that you are obsessed with video games makes me question how much you actually love me. I yeah. mean, that's really what it is. I mean, I can, I can kind of sense that from her words. And
0: guys, men, listen to me. When your wife ever, ever communicates something like that to you, how you respond is so huge. Mm-hmm. So if you respond defensively, angrily, um, if you blow it off, if you're sarcastic, if you just if you if you undermine her feelings, then what you're doing is that you are undermining the very foundation of your marriage because yeah. what she is feeling about this issue is significant and very, very important to her. And it needs to be very, very important to you as well. And it it should make you take pause and take a step back and say, Wow, I had no idea right. that you felt that way. And let's talk about this because I I never intended this way. Um, this is something I enjoyed it, that for me kind of helps me blow off steam so that I can be at my best for you. But if you feel like this has gotten out of balance, let's talk about what balance here would look like in a way yeah. that, that you would be comfortable and together make those decisions. Any decision in marriage that's unilateral, where only one spouse is making the decision, that's going to ultimately cause friction. But if every decision in marriage, if you can make it together as a team, as a unit, um, then you're both going to feel empowered.
1: I just want to say this too. Sometimes the compromise that works best for couples when it comes to a personal hobby is making sure that you do that hobby on your time. And what I mean by that is you're not making your spouse pay for kind of the time that you're spending with this. So they're not feeling ignored. They're not feeling like it's this huge choice you're making over them. So, you know, with video games it can be a lot of different times of day. I mean, this, this doesn't have to be during the time when you could be spending with your wife. So I would say, try to find a time, you know, try to help your husband find a time where this is something where it's not affecting you or the family. And he can, you know, still have that connection with his friends that he's playing the video games with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, how just kind of getting down to brass tacks, you know, how does she approach this with her husband? Um, I think that if if this is an issue in your marriage if it's if it's video games or if it's uh, if it's any kind of hobby yeah. where one of you feels out of balance maybe you start by letting us start the conversation for you by yeah. re, you know start going back to this, the beginning of this question or maybe even the beginning of this podcast and saying hey listen I just I listened to this podcast and I feel like it's kind of speaking to where we are and, and I feel like for me that this has become an issue that I haven't known how to address in a healthy way. And I, I, I feel like this is causing friction. And my desire here is not to control you. It's not right. to limit you. It's to connect with you. And it is for us to have the healthiest marriage possible. And I feel like right now, this issue, both the way I'm feeling about this issue and, and honestly, the, the way that I believe maybe you've let it get out of balance with, with your time is causing real um, unhealthy things in our marriage. Yeah. And so let's Let's talk about this. Let's listen together um, to to this this podcast, which is based on you know the experiences collectively of a lot of different people, um, and let's find some healthy habits and some healthy ways yeah. forward.
1: I think that's great, you all. Thank you so much for listening. We love we love that we get to connect with you every week, and thank you to those of you who are subscribing. And if you haven't subscribed and you love this podcast, please make sure you're subscribing. And please leave us reviews. That's the best way. If you love this podcast and you want other people to know about it, please leave a review and just let people know why you love it. And as always, thank you for listening and we will see you next time.